Today on Locked on Rockies, Brenton Doyle's defense is great. The offense, not so much, but did we see flashes of improvement in the last month of the year? You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock On Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the fifth day of October in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And I want to shout out to our everydayers out there, the folks that tune in to us every day, tuning in to get their daily Rockies talk, even in the offseason. Shout outs to you and shout outs to you for listening at any point, even if you're checking us out here or there, or even if you're checking us out for the first time. Thank you so much for tuning in to your number one spot for Rockies coverage here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Paul Holden, your Rockies fan extraordinaire, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, I've been a fan of this team my entire life, and we just wrapped up season number three of my coverage of the Rockies here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. And uh, the folks, you guys have been great tuning out and hanging out uh, on the YouTube channel. So we're going to dive into a couple of YouTube comments today, and uh, we're going to talk about those. We're also going to talk about Brenton Doyle's offensive adjustments and uh, look into a piece from Purple Row and friend of the show, Skylar Timmons. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about something I, I think there's been a little bit kind of happens every year during the playoffs, especially in these first rounds, is celebrating in baseball. Are, are baseball players doing it too much? So we'll talk all about that. That's the show today. That's the plan. And we're going to dive into everything after I tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Uh, so let's start with our Rockies talk. Let's focus in on our Rockies talk here. And Skylar Timmons uh, writes, diving into Brenton Doyle's swing mechanics here. And this is on Purple Row. We're not going to go into everything about his swing because he goes all the way back. And uh, we, I want to more focus on two key areas on on where he was making changes and where he uh, was focusing towards the end of the season because there's a there's it's a really great look into everything so you need to go read everything I just kind of want to focus about how Doyle brought it all together and a couple of the things that he was messing with in order to improve from but uh, so let's start here on September 5th, Doyle combined, again, Purple Row, we're reading from Skylar Timmons here. On September 5th, Doyle combined the two changes, and those two changes were toe tapping and his hand placement. So he, messed, he, he tinkered with the, the toe tapping and the, the, uh, the hand placement. So uh, Skylar writes about how in on August 13th against the Dodgers, Doyle experimented with his hand movement and leg placement. Prior to the pitch, he set up with his front back slightly back, almost even with his back leg, while raising his hands and keeping the bat almost perpendicular to the ground and resting above his shoulder. With the new placement, his load now acted as a lever, pulling the bat down and back while then swinging forward. And uh, Skyler says, as a whole, the new swing looked better. With the hand placement figured out, Doyle would uh, table that development for a few weeks as he worked on a new factor of his swing, a toe-tap, no-stride load for his lower half, which he started implementing uh, two days later there. So 
On September 5th, uh, Doyle combined the two changes into a single swing and had a glorious debut going two for four with a triple and no strikeouts. The bat wrap helps him keep his hands higher as he starts the swing, while the new load simplifies the, the swing so he can focus on his hand on his hands. It's also worth noting that Doyle began to choke up on the bat ever so slightly. Doyle told Thomas Harding of MLB.com, it's very small. I don't think a lot of people would actually be able to tell, but it's been a good difference and has been helping me get to balls I would normally swing under. Since that day, Doyle went 22 for 79 with a 279 average, a 305 OBP, and a 481 slugging. He also had two home runs, four doubles, three triples, 16 RBI, and 20 strikeouts. He had six multi-hit games more than any other month and a 77.8% contact rate one of the highest on the team during the stretch dropping his strikeout rate to 24.1 percent was also a huge improvement by making more contact Doyle ended up raising his batting average to over 200 by the season's end okay lots there from Skyler but it's uh, it's significant Brenton Doyle's offense is a is a massive question mark about the Rockies and the progression when we've talked about the steps forward when we've talked about where this team needs to go to get back to the playoffs and back to competing, Brenton Doyle contributing on offense is a key, key part of that. And I wanted to focus on that because he mentions in mid-August is when he makes the changes. And, uh, and around mid-August, Doyle is batting around 190. His line is about, on August 19th, his line is 190, 251, 319. That's his season, at, that's his season batting line at the moment. The rest of August isn't necessarily a a huge improvement, but when you hear about the process he goes through, you start to see it pay off in September where Brenton Doyle has his best offensive month of the year, uh, maybe second best offensive month of the year, depending on how you look at some of the metrics and what you look at compared to May, but easily one of his best stretches of the season and it and it spans over an entire month he goes to finish uh batting in september with the 261 286 477 batting line and he in that time he drives in 19 the first time he did he had driven in double digit runs in a month since may the improvement and the and, and the improvement on offense for doyle is massive we don't need brenton doyle to be as if it, as offensively impactful as we need, say, Montero, we need Rodgers, we need McMahon, these top-of-the-lineup guys. But if Brenton Doyle can make an adjustment and be a, a, a force at the bottom of the lineup where the Rockies can get someone that's able to get on base and then utilize excellent speed, that's what that's key. Something the Rockies missed out a ton this year was stealing bases. This team next year with these guys and with this youth and with not lean and starting the year with a bunch of older veteran players needs to be more aggressive on the base paths. And that's going to be that's only going to be possible when Brenton Doyle can lead the way. Brenton Doyle, when it comes to stolen bases uh, this this year, he had four in the month of uh, September. But uh, overall this year, he had 22 stolen bases. So one of the Rockies' most active players on the base paths. If they can get him on base more, if they can improve, if Brenton Doyle can become a bit of a more of a factor at the bottom of the lineup, that's going to be a huge that that lengthens the lineup really really nicely for the Rockies mixed in with the fact that he is an elite center fielder and someone who has completely changed the landscape of what is defensively possible at course field for the Rockies right now I mean we were talking Jonathan Daza playing center field and being okay with that now 
when the Rockies, now we the Rockies have set themselves up for some incredible defense and how that will pan out in the beginning of the year will be really interesting to see. But the problem is the defense can only carry you so far. Doyle doesn't need to be a team leader on offense. He needs to just be someone that can contribute and someone that can have an impact on offense. And he showed us in September with making a late adjustment that he can. One of my, I think one of the key things that I'm really, that I like about Brenton Doyle as well, even in that, this tough year on offense, he still hit 10 home runs and almost drove in 50. I mean, that's, that's pretty darn good. I mean, again, the strikeouts were off. There, there's a ton of improvement needed from Brenton Doyle. But if he can be a mid-200s uh, uh, batter, someone that could maybe flirt with 15 home runs, flirt from that with that with that 60, 60 around 60 RBI production, I mean that would be massive. That would be a huge. That would that would show a great amount of improvement for the uh, uh, for uh, for the Rockies in 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 that area, and it will lengthen the lineup. Brenton Doyle has the potential to be. Base in in a way like Nolan Jones, where it's the threat of great defense, and then win on base is a threat. I think Nolan Jones obviously the much better offensive player, but it's just nice that nice to know later in the lineup you have another type of version of Nolan Jones. If Doyle is able to make those steps offensively, if he's able to get to to continue to grow as a as a batter. And have more Septembers instead of oh you know when you look at uh, uh, the splits here uh, like uh, your Junes your Julys especially your Julys where Brenton Doyle was mostly abysmal at the plate because I mean the, we the, the problem is we we did see hopefully what will be the lowest because he's a young guy adjusting but we can't ignore the fact that in July for the Rockies, Brenton Doyle struck out 24 times and only batted 145, 222, 236. In that time, he was able to drive in six and had a home run, but really tough stretch of offense for a bit there. But again, to be what's to be encouraged by is an adjustment, just like we saw with Brent, with with I. You know how much I'm a sucker for the in season and the and the and the adjustment you can see play out. We saw it with Rodgers in his offense, and now it's nice to see that Doyle made an adjustment late in the season and was able to see some benefits of it and now can take what he's learned and takes what it, the adjustments he's made, carry them into the offseason, and continue to fine-tune them. It will be a really, really big boost for the early season for the Rockies if Brenton Doyle comes out strong on offense because there's zero reason to doubt the defense. Go read more about Brenton Doyle's swing adjustments. I I, own, I did read a, a good chunk of it, but uh, you can go. He breaks down analysis all the way back to the minor leagues for Brenton Doyle. So don't miss out on uh, diving into Brenton Doyle's swing mechanics by Skylar Timmons, a uh, friend of the show there. We'll make sure we'll link to it here so you can check it out uh, if you want to learn more about Doyle's adjustment and uh, where the Rocky and, and a nice and a, and, and a reason to feel confident in Doyle. September was a really good month for him. We're not asking, like we said, we're not asking for a ton, but if Brenton Doyle can come out and bat 261, 286, 4877 with some power pop, to, uh, with, with, some, with nearly 20 RBI in a month, cut down on those strikeouts a little bit more, add, increase that walk rate a little bit to increase that on-base percentage, if Brenton Doyle starts taking walks and is able to get on-base more, that's going to be a nice offensive threat and a base-running threat 
for the Colorado Rockies, especially at the bottom part of their lineup. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the YouTube comments I got after the show yesterday, talking about what would it take for you to buy in for to the Colorado Rockies in 2024. Let's do that coming up here after I drink this water. And after I tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible. And that includes Sleeper. Well, the playoffs are here and you can test your daily fantasy knowledge and baseball knowledge over at Sleeper. And it's the most exciting time of the year for baseball. So why not get 100 times your money? Yes, that's right. And 100 times payout on Sleeper right now when you use our promo code locked in. What's Sleeper? Well, all you got to do is pick some of your favorite players on the rosters that are playing. And maybe it's Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts when they start getting things going here with those division series on the way less or, or on the way soon. Pick more or less on stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, and you can get that 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit when you visit Sleeper.com. Don't miss out on Sleeper.com and the promo code LOCKEDON for that $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for detail. Again, that's Sleeper.com promo code locked on this is the locked on rockies podcast we are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service bringing you your daily colorado rockies talk right here on the locked on podcast network where you can find your team every day and find us on the locked on rockies youtube channel where we read comments like we're going to do coming up here in segment number two check us out there your subscriptions we did get over there i know i promised a giveaway i i but we're going to revisit it. It is going to happen. It's just a million things have also happened. So I have not forgotten about it. It has just been delayed. And I still want to do it. I still want to I still want to do the, the 500 sub uh, giveaway. I just need to make sure I'm going through the right channels and doing everything. It's, it's really not that big of a deal. But anyway. Uh Wanted to read some reaction from the YouTube comments here from yesterday's pod when we talked about what needs to change for the Rockies fans to buy in. And also a comment uh, about uh, what did we learn about the Rockies here. So uh, let's take a look here from uh, a couple of uh, our first, a couple more comments maybe uh, as well. We'll, well. we'll dip into our YouTube comments here. So let's let's start with Lux Ace. Well, I guess nothing buys me in personally to be a Rockies fan. I go to 20 games or so every season to still watch them on TV. The Rockies did the one move I wanted, which was to extend Charlie. Chuck, Tobar, and Jones are my three dudes. As long as they're in the lineup, I will watch. In all reality, I'm tired of the freaking pitching staff. Every single game, our offense does its job, and the pitching just doesn't. That's the problem. Fix the pitching, and I'd watch them even more. I would also like to see McMahon be good at hitting and not go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts like the game I went to. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the frustration's there. I mean, that's a I, I, Lux Ace is a, a long-time first uh, every dare. We know that, but uh, it, that, that's the frustrations with the Rockies, but... It's it, how much can they fix that pitching staff? That's going to be the uh, the big question there. But it's uh, like we talked about all year long. The frustrating inconsistency is of the Rockies because sometimes the pitching staff did its job and the offense didn't do its job. So it's it's there's not there wasn't enough complete ball played by the Rockies this year. 
Uh, good day, good prayers. Kevin says the Orioles, Rays, and Tigers revamped their entire minor league system, including more coaching at all positions. They had clear plans of where their drafting would go. They need better scouting, front office change, and possibly run their owner out of town. Yeah, I I, I think that's a I think the scouting, I think the more investment in it. it it doesn't have to just be like what every other teams are. I, I really do think the Rockies need to bring people on focused on cracking the course field enigma and the road splits. There needs to be some advanced and there needs to be an advanced way to look at the Rockies home road splits and start figuring out and may and, 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 and start having a more aggressive way to approach that. And I think bringing on people from outside of the organization was, was a great idea, but we saw what happens when the Rockies were bringing people from outside. They left soon after. So uh, I, I, I would like to see them invest there. But the interesting thing when you say, you know, when you look at two of those teams that you mentioned there, Kevin, is uh, Rays and Tigers. Rays are making the playoffs consistently, but they but it seems like they run out of steam or 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 momentum or something in the playoffs. And it's not to take away from what they've done because they're they're making they're playing winning consistent baseball in a tough place to play to do so it's just there's some they have a weird thing too including attendance and the tigers they haven't been able to figure out the rebuild but the orioles there's something there there there's someone to look back uh the heston uh says just try to bounce back and surprise everyone with a wild card spot oh man that that's that's that is that if that will get people to buy in if the Rockies are in the wild card hunt, absolutely that will get people to uh, to buy in. Uh, let's see. Son of Jesus says one thing I would like to see is using Bryant Blackman and other veterans for stock up to winning season. I I'm assuming to trade them. You are not trading either of those players. Uh, that's going to be the thing. I just don't think that uh, either of those the, neither one of those players will be traded. Um, other veterans, it will be interesting. I mean, it, I don't think they will move on from McMahon or Rogers, but you look at a team like Seattle and those two players are like a perfect fit for over there and they got the pitching prospects. It, I, we'll see. But the problem is you create a big hole. If you trade either one of them, we, we, we saw what happened without Rogers give the job to Alan Trejo, not Harold Castro, please. And, um, third base would be interesting. Cause I don't think you put Montero. I, I don't think Montero's ever going back to third base. I really don't. Not after the way this year went, maybe he will, maybe spring training. Maybe, maybe he will. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Kyle for the three says uh, in response to what did we learn about the Colorado Rockies in 2023 that they are absolutely awful and the team should be sold. They were awful this year, but you know, here's, here's my thing. The focus on selling while is, is based in a, in a, in a completely reasonable and, and, I'm with you again. I, I should really move the TV and and really should have the the shirt that says "Sell the Team" more more prevalent. I'm with you, but it's it's just so much of just like that. Can't I mean if if that's your only focus with the uh, with the with the Rockies, 
then it's just, you, you just are never going to get your wish, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's just really no world where Momfort sells unless he has to. And um, unfortunately, we'll, we will all have to be along for the ride for, through the good and the bad and the mostly bad that we've been through. I, it's just the one thing, and we'll talk more about it throughout the offseason. Saying sell the team makes total, it, 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 it is, it's something I can understand, and it's something where fans have been driven to feel that way. It's just, is that the only way we can, as fans, express our frustration and lack of support during these times? I don't know. Uh, let's see. And uh, our Leck says, I just don't see it happening with Rodgers. And this goes back to our episode about Brennan Rodgers. And this will be our, our, our last one here. I just don't see it happening with Rodgers. He's been cursed with injuries his, pro, his whole pro career. It won't get any better with age. I say try and get a mid-rotation arm from him and turn loose Amador at second base mid next year. Amador pretty close to MLB ready. Uh, you know, I... The trade deadline of next year will be very interesting for the Rockies because it is another moment where the Rockies will will have to decide. The, the Rockies have to make decisions about Brendan Rodgers. Arbitration years are ending, and 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 if they're not going to, if if the team doesn't progress alongside him and he can't stay on the field, the Rockies will have to look at some questions. I'm I'm very much in the camp of keep Brendan Rodgers, and I and I think he would be a key piece in the potentially really great infield that the Rockies can have. But McMahon and Rodgers will be, will be interested. Those are players that can contribute on any team. Again, just like when we were looking at McMahon's numbers and we'll do deeper player dives than, uh, than usual. Just, just because Ryan McMahon didn't play all-star caliber ball didn't mean that he wasn't an effective and, and contributing player because he certainly was. There were issues, there There were definitely flaws, and there were frustrating parts and, and shortcomings, but McMahon, again, like we said, above above average player, above wins, above replacement. He, it, the Rockies would be losing more games without Ryan McMahon. Maybe not a ton, but he's someone that can make an impact on your game, especially on the defensive side. And especially on, I mean, Ryan McMahon is can hit just consistently. That's the frustrating part. Okay, so those uh, those are some YouTube comments. Remember, feel free to keep uh, firing off your Rockies hot takes in the Locked On Rockies YouTube comments section. Let us know what your what's on your mind about the Rockies and all sorts of stuff. Your subscription to the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel is the best way to help the show grow. So we appreciate that. I want to finish the show with the question: Do baseball teams celebrate too much? But before we do that, all right, Locked On Rockies fans, you may have heard us talk about the new app just for sports fans called Bunches. Bunches is your spot to talk with all your sports fans. No politics, no doom and gloom. I guess uh, that's a nice little jab from the copywriters here, unless you're a Yankees fan. Just Sports, they've recently released a new scoreboard feature that lets you check live scores in the app and chat about live games as they happen. You can chat about the Rockies and join the Locked On Bunch by clicking the link in the show notes and description to get the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches. Download Bunches on the app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have a feature the Locked On MLB Bunch 
in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description and show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shoutouts to all our everydayers out there, and shoutouts to all of you on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Leaving your comments because we were just reading them in the segment prior. Uh, I've seen some people do some hullabaloo about baseball players and celebrating, and they do too much, and yada yada yada. And I don't know. It's one of those things where I think it's so hard to get there. It's so difficult to make the playoffs. It's so hard to win in the playoffs, as we've seen for the Rockies. And baseball's so long, and there's so many, like, checkpoint moments that I can't sit here and really think it's a, you know, it's nothing. I mean, every team celebrates and every league celebrates going on to the next round. Sure, it's with the beer and the champagne and, and, and everything in the locker room every stage of the way, but I... To, is, should the Marlins have not celebrated making the playoffs? I mean, I don't think the extended play or the expanded playoffs really dilute the game that much. I don't really think it dilutes the playoff experience. I mean, you can stick your nose up at all this stuff, but it's a more inter- it's more interesting and it is something to celebrate. I mean, just making it to the playoffs after 162 games is an incredibly impressive feat. And then to be successful along the way is worth celebrating. And so, and to think that they can't celebrate and be ready for the next round or the celebrating is the reason why teams are unprepared and they they aren't taking it seriously. It's it's the reason why all these teams got swept out of the the wild card rounds. And, And that's just, I just don't think that's the case. Playoff baseball is so weird. And the matchups are, are are interesting and fascinating. I mean, are the Diamondbacks not supposed to celebrate because of what they're doing? It's only if they win the World Series. That's the only reason they can celebrate this year. No way. That was a team in the same spot as the Rockies in terms of record-wise just a couple years ago. Now making a statement in the... That's a Brewers team that people were picking as, again, a dark horse. And the Brewers just handled... And the Diamondbacks just went and handled business on the road. If you sweep on the road in that situation, you deserve to celebrate. I I, I just think it's, it's, it, it's so hard to be successful in the playoffs. And we just bog down the championship or bust or this and that type of stuff just completely negates everything else and the journey along the way. So I say celebrate away. I say it is uh, it, it, it is silly to be caught up in thinking that these players can't celebrate and be ready to go uh, the, and, and, and play and handle business. They're professional baseball players. They can handle it. They can do it. And if they want to if they want to celebrate winning big in the playoffs, then celebrate winning big in the playoffs because I wish I was just watching the Rockies in the playoffs. And I'd love it even more if I was watching them celebrate. 
Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today. Remember, go check out that piece from Skylar Timmons diving into Brenton Doyle's swing mechanics there on Purple Row. For more on our opening segment today, Brenton Doyle's swing and offensive adjustments. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for finding us on your favorite streaming service and on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show by posting your comments. And sometimes they get read on the show like today. Uh, Folks, thank you again so much for tuning in and joining us here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. And until next time, well, I should say for your second listen of the day, Lots going on in Colorado sports, Locked On Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets, and Buffs. They got you covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.